Welcome to a safe haven for sensitive minds to find peace and feel free to embrace their imperfections, to dive into deep discussions about life and discover new ways to improve your mindset, to find new meanings to our existence and awaken ourselves with a broadened perspective. I am determined to start a ripple effect of new beginnings for those lost souls out there. I hope you join me on this journey of self-discovery and follow me into the depths of infinite possibilities. Welcome to the Deep Vibes Only Podcast. sensitive souls and all of you beautiful humans out there. How are you doing today? I hope you are doing well. And if you aren't, make sure to give yourself some extra love and care today. Luckily, I am here to help you feel a little bit better. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy this information-filled podcast episode. Or just get to work doing whatever you're doing today and listen to me while you take on the day, kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> Either way, I hope you take some helpful tips away from this discussion. And I gotta say, don't you dare feel bad if you are relaxing right now because you deserve it. So you are not needy, you are not weak, you are a worthy human being and you deserve to give yourself some calm and some peace and relaxation time, so don't feel bad about it. I don't know about you guys, but my weakness is those coconut Red Bulls. I'm drinking one right now, that's why I brought it up, but I just freaking love them, and they're my favorite, so if they're your favorite as well, let me know. <laughs> but anyway, today's topic of deep discussion is another one focusing solely on HSPs, but it can also be used for people who do not have this trait. If you're feeling burnt out or feeling like you need to slow down, this episode is for you. If you identify as an HSP, I totally got you. I feel you. It fucking sucks, but we got this. If you are not an HSP, but you still get overwhelmed like pretty much every human out there, <laughs> I got you as well. In today's world of fast-paced living and so much information going around constantly, it's just too much. <laughs> We are being so overstimulated with everything. I actually heard on a podcast episode, I believe it was of Joe Rogan's, I love him, <laughs> um, he said that we absorb more news and tragedy in one day of our lives than we would have in our whole lifetimes 25 years ago. Like, holy shit. And no wonder we need some extra mental rest nowadays, like for real. Just take a deep breath after that one. As HSPs, though, our nervous systems are already extremely sensitive, so anytime we have external stimulation, it is already a lot for us. Our hearts start racing, we have constant anxiety and always feeling stressed. If you don't know how to avoid or overcome these feelings, you will always feel this anxious feeling and feel like you're always on edge. For the average person, they are able to handle a lot of noise, conversations, stimuli, crowds, 
etc you know but even then most people can become overwhelmed in certain situations or environments so it is definitely important to be able to recognize when it's coming on and how we can avoid it or at least help it a bit or even before it comes on we can work on putting ourselves in better situations so we don't even have the possibility of getting overwhelmed we can try to avoid those situations at all costs <laughs> as hsps we need a lot of rest, sleep, and a lot of time by ourselves. Having a hectic life and schedule is not good for HSPs. Well, for most HSPs, I guess I should say. We can become burnt out quickly and experience panic attacks when we don't take the time we need to rest our nervous systems. Because it's not just like our emotional systems, you know, it's not our, it's not just our emotions becoming sensitive. It's like, our whole senses becoming sensitive. So we really need to take the time to rest our nervous systems. There's so much overstimulation in today's world, like I said, with technology and your phone, any kind of screens and media, news, etc. But also in today's world, it seems like this idea of resting is seen as not a good thing. You are seen as lazy, but resting doesn't mean just sitting in front of the TV all day or for hours on end. So don't feel bad if you're resting because it means resting your mind, just making sure to breathe deeper and let your heart relax a bit and your mind just trying to take the focus off of everything around you and just focus on like one thing that can help you relax your mind. So instead of playing on your phone, have it playing some music, and then just go paint or go put a puzzle together or something. That kind of relaxation or go take a bath, you know, without your phone or anything like that. Just trying to get away from the outside world that just keeps intruding in on you all day every day there's just so much going on in the world nowadays and we just have that constant reminder of all the stuff that's going on whether it be instagram or like any social media accounts um facebook facebook is a toxic place that i do not like to go on anymore <laughs> but yeah like there can be a lot of good that comes from social media but there can also be a lot of bad and like even my notifications on my phone that come on like apple news or whatever i need to turn those off because i don't even want to know what's going on i want to be in my own little bubble for a while but i remember even after school i couldn't go out and play after school got out i literally had to go home and chill first for a bit before i just went out with friends or worked on homework or something. I just needed to be home for a while and just hoosaw for a little bit, you know. Or in adult life, if my friends or family invite me out to dinner or for drinks after work or after a long day of just being out all day, it's got to be a no for me, usually. Sometimes I can swing it, but usually by the end of the night, I'm like, whoo, that was too much for me. It's nothing personal, for real. It's just my way of avoiding my nervous system becoming too overstimulated. Nowadays, I've realized that more, so I've been putting that more into my life and putting those steps into place. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm being selfish or rude and it's not personal at all. It's literally just me trying to help myself and trying to keep myself happy and healthy <laughs> and calm. 
So in order to help ourselves with overstimulation, we have to first understand what it is that overstimulates us because we could all have different triggers that set us off. I don't really like using the word triggers, but I couldn't think of another word that, you know, just like the, yep, I guess triggers is the word. <laughs> I don't really like it though, because nowadays you're just like triggered. But anyway, we have different triggers that set us off. It's not going to be the same for everyone. So this is where the practice comes in of finding ways that make ourselves feel less overwhelmed throughout the day. And when we find those things, we need to stick with them as much as possible so we can do our best to prevent overstimulation before it happens. This requires brain training. Brain training is something that I learned from the HSP podcast. Julie uses this term a lot when explaining how we can help ourselves as HSPs. It is a way to train yourself, just like training for a marathon or building muscles. We just have to train our brains into thinking differently and performing differently. I know she has some like good brain training courses too that if you are interested in going to look at, I would definitely recommend those. This quote from an article that Julie wrote explains it really well, so I wanted to share it with you. It says, there are two parts in your brain, the emotional irrational brain, which is the limbic system, and the thinking rational brain, which is the cognitive brain. When your emotional brain is activated, your thinking brain basically goes to sleep. When you experience symptoms of anxiety, which activates your limbic system, your brain believes you're in real danger. This sets up a system that prepares your brain for the fight or flight response. Most highly sensitive people spend more time in the emotional brain than non-HSPs. So now that we know that we need to focus on ways to avoid this overstimulation, I'm just going to go into 10 ways that help us in this process. And like I said, you don't have to identify as a highly sensitive person to use these techniques. If you are feeling like you are getting overwhelmed in your life and you just have so much going on, I definitely recommend taking some of these into your own life and putting them into use. So number one, routine is important. Make lists like simple checklists each day or use a planner. Um, I know planning out your day beforehand can help in a big way. It definitely does me. And I need to I need to do it more nowadays because sometimes I don't take the time to plan out my day in the mornings and then it's just kind of like all over the place. So if you use a planner or just write a list of things that you need to do for the day, that really helps to make sure that you have that set schedule of what you need to do that day and you don't have to get overwhelmed with trying to figure out what you need to do. <laughs> this way we know what to expect and what we need to do next without feeling like we have so much to do and we don't even know where to start. You just start by writing down the most important tasks needing to be done that day and then give yourself that expectation of what the day will look like and what you need to focus on the most and that is very helpful. Number two is mindfulness. This includes meditation, yoga, grounding, just being in nature, deep breathing techniques. There's one that I use a lot nowadays. It's the 427 rule. I don't remember where I found this one, but I've heard of it on a podcast. And you just breathe in for four seconds, hold for two, and then exhale for seven. And then do that a few times when you're starting to feel overwhelmed or just needing a bit of breathing and calmness. <laughs> Um, you can also just check in with yourself 
Julie mentioned in her podcast to even when you're just using the restroom, like throughout your day, if you're in a public place or at work or something, and you're just, even if you're out with friends and you're just going to the restroom, take that time to focus on yourself and just think in your mind, like, how am I doing? Am I doing okay? Am I good? Do I need something? Or am I still good to continue on this day? And like, or do I need to let myself chill for a bit? Like, what do I need? Do I need a drink of water? Do I need to do some breathing techniques? Like, what do I need? Um, This definitely helps you just stay in touch with yourself all day long to make sure that you're feeling at your best self and, you know, you're doing good that day. And then grounding or being in nature, like I said, where you just kind of turn your brain off for a little bit or you just try to become more mindful of what makes you feel more calm. And a lot of the times as HSPs, nature is a very good way to get yourself out there and feel better and give yourself that time to recuperate and relax. And another thing is that nature and the or the earth around us really does give energy to us <laughs> like if you notice yourself just becoming really stagnant that day or just drowsy and you don't really feel like doing anything you literally go outside and like stand in the sun for a little bit or just feel the fresh air and breathe it in a little bit it's magic i swear it really does help and of course like the universe is all just made of energy anyway so getting natural energy from the earth is just a wonderful way and i sound like a hippie right now but i've turned into a hippie so bear with me <laughs> but it's so true and we'll go into more of this energy type thing in the next episode because i'm going to go all into like the energy of people and the energy that you can get from the earth and all that stuff so and like the energy takers and givers and vampires. <laughs> I mean, energy vampires. They're called energy vampires. Well, that's like what people call them nowadays. But it's just when people are constantly draining you of your energy. But we will go into that next episode. So stay tuned for that one. <laughs> I'm really excited about that because I've gone into a lot of research on that topic recently. And it is so fascinating to me. So I cannot wait to do that episode. <laughs> So that's number two, though. Breathing and becoming mindful of your surroundings and just trying to give yourself that time to meditate or ground yourself or just breathe a little bit. <laughs> number three is move your body. Go for a walk, do some stretches. You can do your workout routines, um, exercising, of course. But even if you don't want to do a whole exercise routine and you just need to get up and kind of walk around a little bit or do some stretches, that is also a good way to just give yourself some time to move your body. And for HSPs, even if you just tighten your muscles and then release, it really does help. Like if you, it's kind of weird to say, but like it's true. I know I've done it a lot, especially at night. Sometimes I'll just, I'll have achy legs that I just, I cannot calm down and go to sleep. But if I just tighten them and then like release them, it seems to work. I've heard that that's a really good way to also just move your body or move your muscles a little bit. An example of this is the other day I had woke up around 7 a.m., um, did a couple things around my house, had coffee, and I felt pretty good for about two hours. And then around nine, I started feeling this drowsiness and just like super tired. 
all of a sudden. And that made me so anxious because I didn't want to be feeling like that already in the day. Like I had so much to do. I wanted to get shit done. So at first I laid down on my couch for a few minutes and I started to listen to a podcast on energy and it finally got me motivated. I was so thankful. So I got up, I got dressed, I went out for a drive and I visited with my mom. I changed up my environment and my workspace for a bit. And that was so incredibly helpful. In that moment, I could have just fell asleep and wasted my day on naps and just lying there. But I chose to get up and work on some much needed writing and some time for myself to get out and feel the fresh air and be around people. So it was really good. I just had to force myself to get up, but it was worth it. So some days maybe we won't be able to do that. But for that day, I was proud of myself for getting up and getting outside, even just for a few hours. Number four, take time out for yourself. If you need extra time for yourself, which usually you do as an HSP, like I said, then don't feel bad about canceling plans if it is really needed. If you know that going out to that restaurant during that time or going to play board games with family is going to be just too much for you during like this crazy hectic week or something, or if you're just, you've been going through a lot already and you just know that it's not going to work out and you're just going to get overwhelmed and not really have a good time, then you are not a bad person if you decide not to go. Or you may even just need to take breaks from the group every now and then. So that is fine too. If you need a few minutes alone to calm your mind, that is totally okay because you are just creating a better experience for yourself and for everyone else. If you explain this to your family or friends, I'm sure they will understand that you just need to take some frequent breaks, like go <laughs> sit in the other room for a minute by yourself or like go outside and just chill for a bit or even just sit out on one of the games or something. I just feel like it really, it really does help and you can just calm your mind a little bit. And if your family and friends don't understand, that's okay too because it doesn't matter. <laughs> if they don't understand how you are or like what your needs are, then it doesn't matter. You just choose what you need to do. You know it's gonna help you and you gotta stick with it and do what helps you. Number five is journaling. Journal prompts help to figure out how you are feeling and why you are feeling that way. I like to sometimes just write down when I'm feeling the best and when I'm feeling the worst or how certain things make me feel. Then you'll have a better idea of what to avoid and what to continue doing to help you out, whether it be different foods that you ate or like different drinks that you drank. And yeah, that made me feel really jittery or that made me have a headache or that made me feel super not good <laughs> or like I just felt really um, overwhelmed when I went to that certain place and just anything like that. If you journal it out, it really does help. Or you can even journal like the way certain things are that you want to change or that you just always feel overwhelmed in. If it's like a certain work environment and you want to write about it and see what you can do to help your situation, it's just a very helpful tool to write it out and get your thoughts out on paper so that way you can like go through them and be like, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, this is what happened before when I did that. So if I do it again, maybe it'll be the same experience. And yeah, you just kind of have to 
play around with what you do and what you eat and the things that you do in your life. And if it's starting to become like a hassle and not good for your mental health or your nervous system, then eliminate it from your life <laughs> or just at least like minimize how much you do it or, you know, like just see what works for you and do more of that. <laughs> And journaling definitely helps you find out what works for you and what doesn't. And it helps you keep a log of those things. <laughs> Number six is being mindful of your diet. So eating cleaner foods, eliminating processed foods, caffeine, or a lot of refined sugars. HSPs are more susceptible to the effects of certain foods, especially like caffeine and sugars and processed foods. So if you find yourself becoming way too jittery or feel anxious or even if it makes your like skin crawl or something or some, I don't know, there's just weird things. Like I think mine, I learned this from my stepmom the other day. It was just kind of cool because, well, it's not cool for us, but like she mentioned that she gets, um, headaches when she drinks those liquid IVs that everyone's raving about nowadays. And I tried them before as well. And I was just like, ooh, I really want to try these because I've heard lots of good things about them. So I tried them and I also got a headache and it just made me feel so gross and not good. And I'm like, what the fuck? Everyone else is having a grand old time with these. And they're like saying that they're awesome and they're recommending them. And then I try them and I'm like, oh man, that's disappointing. Like, they don't work for me, so they just make me feel shittier. So um, different things like that. If you notice that a certain product that you're eating is not doing well for you, then unfortunately, you just have to cut it out or try to minimize your time eating it. <laughs> Surprisingly, caffeine doesn't really affect me. That's why I'm drinking a Red Bull right now, but sometimes it does. So it just kind of depends on the time of day too or certain way I'm feeling that day. It's very weird, but you really just have to see what's best for you and like what you feel the best when you've ate and drank and try to eat and drink better foods. Number seven, going to restaurants and stores during less busy times. I avoid the stores like the plague during the holidays. I do not want to go anywhere near them, especially the week of Christmas or Thanksgiving, like Black Friday shopping. No, thank you. I've done that a few times and I regret it. <laughs> I don't want to do it ever again. There's been a few years that I contemplate it and I've gotten invited before by family members or friends and they're like, you want to go Black Friday shopping? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> I can't do it. I do not want to put myself in that position. I usually do grocery order pickups so I don't even have to go into the store. Or if I do need to go in, I just try to go around the less busy times like early in the mornings or just anything to minimize the amount of overwhelm that I put on myself is a great relief for me. So if you notice that some restaurants are less busy at certain times, even the roads, sometimes I go get gas after I know that the traffic is gone for the day. After rush hour when everyone's getting off work and there's just a lot of traffic, I don't like to be out during that time. Or like when you're passing a school and there's a bunch of kids and getting out of school and a bunch of parents like picking them up and it's just a whole shit show of trying to get in and out of the school. I've noticed before that I've I've accidentally like not even realizing that I've I'm passing a school and then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that time where kids are getting out of school and I do not want to be on this road right now, but now I'm stuck in this long line of traffic trying to get out. So just different things like that that you notice are 
going to put yourself in a very overwhelmed or overstimulated space, if you can avoid those, try to do that. <laughs> Number eight is a less stimulating work environment. I have had experience with a lot of different work environments like warehouses or quiet offices, working from home or working on my own terms. I've worked in a wide range of different work environments. So the warehouse experience, although it was the same thing over and over again, so it was it was repetitive and I actually liked that. So I knew what to expect most days. It just was not for me. Definitely not for me. I could not deal with the stressful pressure that they put on you to hit their numbers for the day. And they would just put a lot of pressure on you to get it all done, even though the work wouldn't come in. <laughs> and sometimes it would just be very frustrating. And they would make you work overtime most every week. And it was just not a good environment for me. Um, the customer service positions, working cash registers, dealing with unhappy customers, managing the schedule and employees, that was not for me either. <laughs> I think I would pick the warehouse work over that again because that was not good for me. Um, I managed a gas station for a little bit, for quite a few years actually, and I don't know why I stuck around there for that long because, wow, that was just a big source of my overwhelm and stress. <laughs> I think for me, working in a quiet office was a good fit for sure um, for a while, but then my life changed and I truly believe that the best thing for me is to work for myself. Maybe not forever, but for right now, it's definitely what I need. So like I said before, I'm doing freelance writing and I've decided to sell my art, like um, my paintings and sell different things on Etsy and just growing my podcast and choosing my own schedule. It's been like a little bit stressful in like the money situation just because I'm trying to get on a better schedule and get more steady money coming in. But I am so grateful for this opportunity that I've had to work for myself and set my own hours and just give myself that time to put in the work when I want to and make sure that I do the work because if I don't, then I don't have money coming in and I need it. So it's not for everyone for sure, but if it is something that you can afford to do and you want to do, it is wonderful. <laughs> I know a lot of HSPs do that. I've heard that it's just a better work environment if they work in like a quiet environment or not with so many people with big bosses that are putting a lot of stress on you or you know, you just, you do have to make sure you really do the work when you're working by yourself or for yourself, obviously, and you have to be your own source of encouragement. But like I said, if you don't have the money coming in and you don't do the work, then you can't get the money coming in. <laughs> and so it, it definitely pushes you to do the work. I know it does for me, but like I said, not everyone is going to be that way, especially non-HSPs. They might just like to go to work every day and do their job and come home and then not worry about it. Like they like to have that steady paced work environment or they like to be challenged every day. Um, there's a lot of different personality types out there and a lot of different job environments for those different personality types. Those are my experiences with different work environments, and you just kind of have to find the ones that work best for you. So if you're in a warehouse right now and you don't like the work environment and you find yourself becoming way too overstimulated all the time, you can either try to find ways to take extra breaks and like talk to your boss about taking extra breaks or like working in a different area with less people. And if 
your boss doesn't understand, then find a new job because you just, you have to do what's best for you. So just put yourself in a better environment so you can do the better work. Because I know that it is said that like HSPs, they may seem like they're needy or that they need like a certain work environment to really do their best work. But it's so true because if we are getting the assistance we need and not becoming super overstimulated and overwhelmed with everything, it's just a lot easier for us to stay on track and do our best work because we do a lot of good work if we are in the right environments to do so. So I think that's a really important one. Number nine is taking frequent breaks if needed. Like I said, you are not needy. Breaks may be needed in order for you to do your best work. I mentioned this within number four, taking time out for yourself. This can be used in any environment or situation. You need that time to reset yourself and your nervous system. You need to take that time because if you don't, it'll wear you down and it'll just lead to not good times and overwhelm and you'll either hate your job even more or you'll just like not want to be at that party anymore or you know any wherever you are it's just it's so important for HSPs or people that are just becoming so overwhelmed with everything and just becoming overstimulated you just have to put yourself in a different situation like even if you have to make frequent bathroom breaks or yeah like I said go do something else for a second like go out in your car, sit there for a little bit. I have an example of this. So when I was working at the warehouse, I had made some really good friends and they were so fun to be around and hang out with and they just made me laugh all the time. But they would always eat lunch in the lunchroom and I would eat with them usually. But some days it was just so much for me because I would have my breaks with them in the lunchroom and we would talk and laugh and um, we would eat lunch in the break room. And then I would go into work and I'd have to do all my work and sometimes or like some days I was just like okay I need to take this time like this break or this lunch break for myself and go out in my car. It wasn't anything personal towards them. I was just like I need to breathe a little bit and not focus on talking to anyone. Just eat my lunch in peace and not think about anything for a minute because it's just way too much for me. So if you need to take frequent breaks like that you shouldn't feel bad for having to do that. You will work at your best when you're not feeling so overwhelmed. And if you need to take extra breaks to not feel overwhelmed, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> you just have to put yourself in the position to be able to do stuff like that. And last but not least, number 10. I mean, there's a lot more, so we might go over this again and go into different techniques, but this is just the 10 that I had for today, but um, number 10 is declutter. So minimize items in your home or your workspace or your car even, just anywhere that is collecting a lot of stuff. If you are feeling super stressed out or overwhelmed and you need like a better environment, whether that be your home or, you know, just organize your workspace or your home space, declutter get rid of some stuff. Just having less stuff helps you feel less overwhelmed with your surroundings. Your home needs to be your safe space, not a reason to make you stressed out or uncomfortable or very overwhelmed. You should 
make sure that it is a calm space for you. And that may need to be a reason to get rid of some stuff. I definitely have done that recently in my life. I've taken a lot of trips to the thrift stores to get rid of a bunch of stuff. And I've been like selling clothes on Poshmark. It's just a very good way to declutter and get rid of stuff that you don't need. Because I know it definitely helps me feel better when I don't have so much stuff to worry about that's just sitting in my house not being used or worn or it's just sitting there collecting dust and I'm like, I need to get rid of this. Just less stuff means less overwhelm and that is great for me. <laughs> so if you're the same way, that might be a good option for you. For me, these are some of the ways that has helped me that I've noticed, like different hobbies that I can do to turn down the overwhelm and just breathe and kind of do my own thing. I definitely like to journal and paint. I sometimes listen to piano music or like really calm music. I even listen to ASMR. I know a lot of people are kind of weirded out by that, but I like ASMR, like certain things, like just the whispering ASMR for me, I think, because I don't really like any of the others. I like listening to whispers of people. I really do think it helps me like just calm my anxious mind and nervous system and it really does help to just give me calm vibes. <laughs> so yeah, just kind of find the different things to help you if you need extra time by yourself. I've heard that a lot of HSPs need to just work less hours or work in a different workspace like work from home or work in a space where there's not as many people. Just rearrange your life in ways that will help you avoid any of that overstimulation that you may find yourself getting into or having it come up in your life. If you have the ability to rearrange some things in your life that could tremendously help you, then that could really benefit you and help you avoid like those different types of overstimulation. So now that I've gone over ways to avoid overstimulation, we also need to realize the signs when it starts coming on so we can make sure to put in the steps to try to minimize as much as we can. Like we don't want to just let it go and then become burnt out or have a big blow up or something. We just want to notice when they're coming on so then we can either step away for a minute and calm down or if you're out somewhere and it's just been a couple of hours and you're like, okay, I'm starting to feel very overwhelmed and I think I need to either go outside for a little bit or I just need to go home. <laughs> like, it's okay if you need to do that. Just figure out what works for you and don't be afraid to choose those things for yourself if it will help you and your nervous system like become less overwhelmed and more calm, then definitely put those into action. So some of the signs are when you're just starting to feel off you might just start not feeling like yourself or getting a little bit anxious. You might have like achy muscles coming on or becoming irritated, starting to get like shallow breathing or just feeling like you are becoming frustrated or something. These are some signs that you might be coming way too overstimulated and you may need to start to do something in order to stop it from getting worse. <laughs> so for this episode, what I just went over the 10 ways to avoid overstimulation. Those are tips to help you before it even starts coming on. But if it starts coming on, then you can also put these into play so you can avoid it from getting worse than it is or kind of just stop it before it keeps 
growing. <laughs> so definitely practice what I just went over. You can step outside, get some fresh air, close your eyes for a couple of seconds, well, like 30 seconds or something, tightening your muscles and releasing, just putting all of these different techniques into place and working on them when you're starting to feel the stress weighing on you can definitely minimize a lot of overstimulation. You just have to find what works for you and find ways that are we just have to find ways to manage our overstimulation. So if we realize that some things just are not working out for us, then we need to minimize them or eliminate them altogether and just create better ways of living for ourselves if we need that certain change. We are seriously like programmed like robots to ignore these feelings of overwhelm and keep pushing through every day. For me, I've recently just been trying to find out what is going to work best for me and helping me thrive more in my life. So it's a huge factor of taking care of yourself as a human being. So don't feel bad if you need to figure something else out because I know the way the world works nowadays and like society is it's just not set up for sensitive people. That's what Julian Willow always talk about in the HSP podcast that society is literally not set up for us as HSPs. Once you find out you're an HSP, I know for me anyway, once I found out I was an HSP, I was like, oh my gosh, this explains so much of why I am the way I am. And like, there's just so much that has been put into perspective for me and I don't have to feel bad for being anxious all the time or getting overwhelmed easily. I don't have anything wrong with me. That's crazy and I love it and I'm gonna put in the work and put in the different changes and rearranging my life to better help myself and be able to still push forward and give great contributions to society and the world. <laughs> so it's not like I don't want to do anything and just be lazy. I want to do things in my own way. And um, on one podcast that I listened to, it was called, or they called it self-parenting. So you literally have to, because, you know, when you're like parenting a child, you have to figure out what they need and what they, what helps them and like what foods and, you know, just so many different things. You have to just figure out what works best for them. And when they're getting overwhelmed or when they're getting into a, a crying fit and they like nothing's working, you just have to find ways to help them out of it. And that's pretty much something you have to do with yourself when you're feeling like very overstimulated and overwhelmed. That is pretty much what you have to do is like parent yourself and get you through your own shit. And self-care isn't just taking a bath or getting your nails done or any of those little things. It is also recognizing when you are becoming overstimulated and what you need in that moment to help yourself. I really quick just want to go over a couple of steps to make sure I I just want to make sure that I really hit it home for you guys and like kind of go over a couple tips to help you along your journey of getting your life less stressful. <laughs> so um, first, just acknowledge when you are overstimulated or becoming overstimulated, just understanding what sets you off and makes it become a little less frustrating or irritating for you. If you notice certain things are becoming too much for you, make sure to acknowledge it, even say it out loud or just in your mind, just be like, oh yes, let's just put a little pin in that because I got to remember that or that's where the journaling comes in. 
like I said, having a good routine, um, setting boundaries, just find out what you are capable of doing and don't limit your life, but be mindful of what you choose to do and when. You really don't have to feel bad for doing things a different way than others and canceling plans or something or just not being able to go out and party every weekend like everyone else. You don't have to feel bad for not being that type of way. And another thing is just self-acceptance. <laughs> Do not feel bad for being the way you are. You're the minority, not the majority, as an HSP. So there's going to be a lot of people around you that do not understand why you get overwhelmed so easily. Just surround yourself with people who are more empathetic and understanding. Like, that definitely helps. Um, I know I, I don't really have a lot of people in my life that truly understand the HSP trait. And it's very hard because I've grown up all my life with like people who don't realize what is going on in my mind. And they're just like, what is wrong? Like, what's wrong? You got to give me an answer. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You got to find people that understand and who won't judge you and make you feel bad. My family and friends don't really make me feel bad or judge me, but they just don't really understand. And I totally understand. Or well, <laughs> I totally understand they're not understanding. <laughs> Anyway, I just think that you need to own who you are and own your sensitivity. Um, there's a quote I found on Pinterest that I wanted to share just because it really explains like the positive and the negative of HSPs. It says, when you're deeply sensitive, love is ecstasy. Music is godlike. Heartache is a wide somatic wound. Visual natural beauty is jewel-drenched bliss. Tension and conflict are muscle tightening and toxic, straight down to the cells. So how do you hold it all? You rinse, recenter, and remain clear. You recycle your sensitivity by propelling yourself and others to create waves of change in a super starving world. Harness what is best and breathe out the excess. I love this quote. <laughs> it's by Victoria Erickson. She's the author of edge of wonder. But yeah, I found a lot of good quotes by her and I like to share them. They're, she just, she explains it so well. So if you do become overstimulated at times, because it will happen, especially as HSPs, then remember it is exhausting to be overwhelmed and overstimulated so much. So don't feel bad. Take the time to relax and recuperate and reset your brain because it will help you in the long run. And you will thrive and become a better person and be able to help the world in better ways than if you're just overstimulated every day, all day. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I definitely wanted to just go into ways that we can avoid overstimulation and try to have a calmer life. And I also just wanted to like make sure to drive the point home that like you don't have to feel bad for doing things a different way or rearranging your life to better fit your needs and better help your mind and your soul. <laughs> I know that there's people out there that just feel so overwhelmed and they don't realize that they can change the way they do things in order to help themselves because I know I didn't. Throughout my life, I've just really been set on, oh, this is the way the world works. This is how you have to live and this is how you have to do things. And if you can't do that, you're just weak 
just have a better outlook on life. So if you liked this episode, please just let me know. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next Monday. And before I forget, I almost forgot, (laughs) the affirmation today is I am grounded, centered, and stable. I have the power to control my emotions. My peace is more important than anything. So that is the affirmation today. I hope you all enjoyed. I love you guys. And until next time, don't forget to be present. Enjoy the simplicity of existing and don't be afraid to think a little deeper. Bye everyone.